Welcome to Tech Intersect. I'm your host, Tanya Evans, and my life and work exist at the heart of law, business, and technology. Yeah, I've earned a few fancy titles and degrees over the years, but the bottom line is I'm a writer, speaker, teacher, and lifelong learner. And I'm really excited that you've joined me on this journey. So what is Tech Intersect? Well, it's authentic, empowering conversations with really interesting guests who demystify complex topics to prepare you for the future, because your future is now. And it exists where law, business, and tech intersect. Get ready to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. In this episode of Tech Intersect, I welcome Ayana the Oracle to the show. She is founder and CEO of Creative Holistic, a virtual wellness platform and gift shop dedicated to empowering creative change makers on their wealth and wellness journey through interactive products and events. And she's most commonly known for creating the most potent, transformative, and interactive affirmation experiences in the wellness industry. Her services align most precisely with the on-the-go creative changemaker who is on the foundational chapters of their wealth and wellness journey. And I invited her on the show to talk about her life work and also her passion for and support of emerging artists in the creative non-fungible token or NFT space as she helps them to bridge the gap and hold the space for artists who want to mint their first NFTs. And she does that through the 721 Mint Fund. So I'm excited to share the episode and Ayana's bright light with you. Hope you'll enjoy this episode. Before we jump into the episode, please take a moment to follow and then like, share, and comment so that others who would benefit from this content can find it. And also, I'm really excited to announce an exclusive opportunity to join me and other highly motivated, like-minded folks this summer who are ready to prepare for the future of wealth, work, and creativity. This opportunity is based on the success of my lifetime access, self-guided courses from Cash to Crypto and the new NFT Law Guide for Creators and Collectors. But now I've partnered with the co-founders of Maven.com, Gagan Biani, previous co-founder of Udemy and Westcow, previous co-founder of Alt-MBA. Maven is an incredible new platform for cohort-based courses that you can read more about in the show notes. You'll participate in live lectures, meet amazing guest speakers, take part in practical projects, and meet like-minded folks positioning themselves for a clear advantage. And this will be active learning alongside peers, not passive lecture watching. And it's going to be a lot of fun as you build connections, community, and confidence. Because this is a short course, cohort-based live session format for either three or four weeks to be determined, I'm customizing it for those accepted into the course. But first, I'm gauging topic interest, so use the interested link in the show notes to weigh in on the topics you'd be interested in learning about in this exciting and engaging format. You've watched waited and wondered how, when, or whether to buy crypto, or maybe you've bought it, but you need a strategy, a plan, or support to explore crypto beyond Bitcoin into decentralized finance, or maybe you've been wondering about crypto art as an artist, collector, or investor, 
but you're unsure how to navigate IP, rights, royalties, how to cross the bridge from physical art into the crypto space, well, join me to get off the sidelines and into the future. Let's go and let's grow together. Okay, time to listen, learn, and leverage. Let's get started. Today, I am so, so, so very excited to welcome Ayana, the Oracle, to the show, a brilliant and inspired and dynamic two-time founder and creative entrepreneur who is on task and on mission to amplify and empower the health and the wealth of creatives. She is predominantly known for her handmade affirmation card collections, but she is also moving and shaking in the NFT space with the Mint Fund in order to empower creatives to mint their first pieces. And she's also part of a creative power couple. Her life partner is a formidable digital artist in his own right. He was recently on Tech Intersect, so I'm going to drop that link in the show notes. But guess what? Today, we are amplifying her excellence. And so we will talk about all of that and more. But first, Ayana, welcome. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Tanya. It's really a pleasure and honor to be here. You know, I'm a fan of literally everything you do. You're such an inspiring woman. And it's just nice to have the inspiring women take up digital space. I know so many in real life, but to connect with you in this way has been amazing. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. That is beautiful. So we're going to jump in. There's so many things that I want to unpack and share with my listeners. The first thing, I just want to check in with you and see how you have been doing in this pandemic, this pandemonium, (laughs) this season of life with all its challenges and some divine opportunities. I'm wondering just how you are doing, you know, authentically. I want to check in with you, sis. Thank you. I, you know, I'm in a transitioning, a pivoting era for myself and everything that I'm doing. And, you know, I'm kind of just back to the gardening. So, you know, I started a lot of my journey a while ago and it was gardening. I haven't gardened like that in a while. Mm. So I'm gardening again and then, you know, to prepare for my next harvest. So that is where I am mentally. Like that's where I am spiritually. Everything is just like planting these seeds. (laughs) I love that so much. Some listeners will know, and if you don't, go back to the very first episode that I did with Minda Hartz. I am a former performance poet back in the day, day. Um, I had a okay. series of books, okay. spoken word CD. Um, I was first runner up. We don't need that. Drop that. Link. Oh, yeah. Word. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, bars on bars. It might happen. It might happen. Yes. I'm gonna NFT that though. That's that. that ain't for free. Yes, that ain't exactly. Mint that. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't free. Yes. Mint that. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. It seems in some sense like a million years away, but you know, as a creative, it is always here. I feel mm-hmm. like when I started teaching, when I moved into the legal academy 14 years ago, legal writing and the whole process is so formulaic that that type of writing and also just not hanging out with as many creatives as I used to, right? I would work all day, which would surprise right. no one. Then I would go to the <laughs> coffee shop and I'd spit a verse and there was some cypher going on or whatever. Okay. Um, and so that really just, that was my own personal source of joy. And I was in Philly, right? And like all of this and the Philly sound mm-hmm. and music soul child, that poetry jam was big. Then I was the first. Oh, true. 
so all of that was like, you know how you're even more creative when you're just surrounded by creatives, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was surrounded by a very cold, unwelcoming, big love (laughs) environment. And the rest is history. But I am welcoming that energy back into my life. Mm -hmm. And the engagement with NFT artists is just um, opening up a lot. You know, I wear my legal hat and my business hat. Right. Right. You see it, right? But (laughs) my love is knowing how you bring something so wonderful and special in the world. The first part of that gift is that you just get it out of you. And then, you you know, then that part is the gift. And and so we definitely get to that because you are fully immersed in that. You are are (laughs) living that. So I see it. Correct. Tell me about your creative journey and your name, which I suspect is going to have something to do with your journey as well. (laughs) Similar, similar parallels. Um, So my creative journey kind of started before my spiritual journey, but I would say I had two really big journeys that I kind of was able to document and merge together on the internet. And originally my creative journey started when I first met or I, I could even say before that, when I first got my first job, I was working at like Nordstrom, places mm-hmm. like that. And I was using all these creative skills and I just had no idea that I was creating things. I just thought people create. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've never worked a corporate job. I've never worked at a desk. I just thought when you want a job, you go create something. Mm-hmm. So uh, I had always been doing creative things. And I had no idea. Um, I didn't know it was creative. There were no creatives around me. I was an athlete most of my childhood. So like the shift into creativity from being like a full-time gymnast and all-star cheerleader was like very, you know, I wasn't used to it. So I had started getting these jobs where I was using my creative talents and then I stopped working those jobs and something Mm. about life just was not feeling right. I was just like, I don't know. There's not the same energy that I used to have. I felt very drained. I didn't feel well. It was yeah, what I ended up realizing was that it was messing with my wellness to not create. I started to like kind of not be sick, but like it felt spiritually like I was sick. Right. So then I came to realize like life started crashing down after I wasn't using my creative energy. It was just like, that's not what you're supposed to do. Like all the signs came in, all the red flags were like, you need to be creating. And I'm mm. like, creating what? Like, how are you creating? Creating is you got to create it. You don't know. No one tells you what to create. You have to figure it out. So in order for me to build my intuition and my awareness enough to figure out what do I create, I had to get more in tune with myself because I had never had, I didn't grow up having a medium or like loving some sort of outlet. And I had then met Andre and he was always an artist, always been creative, always had his creativity affirmed through his childhood. And I was like, what's that energy? Like, what is, what do you, you feel very confident in what you're doing. I don't even know. And then we started creating events in Philly together. So we started like, uh, we bought a venue or Mm -hmm. rented a venue and we would host events there for local artists. And Mm -hmm. it was just like, it was awesome. It was like the dream. I was like 19 and we were just like having a ball, like hosting these events, throwing like the party of the summer. Like, so that was really cool. And I had got really integrated with that community. And I, and they were like, they would always come up to me and say, show me. And they'd be like, what do you do? Are you a singer? I'm like, no, I'm just, I just, I'm here to clean up the trash sometimes, you know, I'll put this <laughs> together. I'm behind the scenes, you know, I don't do, you know, I don't create. 
they're like, you look creative. You have all these really creative outfits. People are like, can I take a picture with you? I'm like, I don't know. I'm not doing anything. I'm just here to like hang out and put this together. And you know, they will all be like, no, you're really creative. Like you need to figure out what you need to be creating. And I'm like, excuse me i heard creatives are underpaid that's a dying and you know no, that's right starving artists no one right. no one's making money off creating nothing you know i'm like we're not making bank off these events we're having a good time but this ain't sustainable right and then you know it started to click and i started to get more signs and i was like no i need to figure out what i need to be creating i am a creative person that wasn't affirmed in my childhood okay let's move on i need to figure out now where i need to be channeling all this energy that was just really stored yes. in me. And at first I wasn't using that energy properly. And I quickly learned that's not how you channel this. You right. just like create something productive for society. So then I started to get more spiritually in tune and to do a lot of spiritual work and to connect with a lot of mystics and people who were either online or in my local community, started going, attending a lot of like these really spiritual events. And then I just started offering my own spiritual services. So I would do oracle readings. I would do astrology readings, just these things that I already knew I had like an innate understanding of because mm -hmm. one, during my childhood, it was pretty present. Like my family would demonize it, but they would also have all the books and they would like be knowing all the things. So I just started using those talents that I felt like I already had and then just offering those to other people. And I noticed that the best reading, like some of them were questionable and, you know, mm -hmm. I just didn't like the feeling that I was getting from it. And I noticed I had the most success when I was doing readings for career and finance and like mm -hmm. helping people, you know, get more guidance on very, these very practical and material things. So I think combining my ability to have this insight and this natural wisdom that I have and bringing that to creatives was really what I wanted to do. Like that was who I wanted to speak to and the type of creativity that I had to offer was just very spiritual so I would create then I started creating spiritual tools because right. I was like services kind of felt unsustainable and I was like I can't do all these readings there's not enough hours right. in a day for me to <laughs> serve 20,000 people who want things from me so I was like let me kind of streamline this talent and create products for these creatives and then yeah so the, oh and then because my name uh so I was doing oracle readings that was the only reason Right, my right. burner page, my page that I have now was my burner page where I would do like my readings and stuff. And then yeah. it kind of like blew up. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, like, you know, that's, that's fine. And you know, I just, you know, I just, I kind of always want to pay homage to, you know, how I built myself. But you know, I, that could mm -hmm. pivot one day. But you know, that's how I started being of service to my community so it just means a lot to me so <laughs> I love that so what was the tipping point because you know we have this idea of the overnight success that usually takes years <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're on the scene but you've been doing the groundwork that serves as the foundation but what was you know because I know that you've been featured on Marie Claire talk space yeah. a couple what was, like, the tipping point of what what do you mean exactly when you really knew that it was taking off and it wasn't just okay. people checking in, but it's like, oh, wow, this is really taking steam more <laughs> okay. know about me than I know about them. <laughs> yeah. So when I started creating a product, so in 2018, so I had always been selling, I've been in e-commerce since I was like 16. Mm. But when I started manufacturing my own product experiences, 
that's when people really started to notice me because I was offering something unique to the market that, you know, couldn't just be replicated. So right. when I had started creating these products, you know, I kind of got a, a lot of traction, you know, there's some kickback, there's some, you know, love for it. And then, you know, just being able to connect with people through that product, mm-hmm. the things that I hear from people about, you know, using my affirmation cards, they're like, I use these with my therapist, like now my therapist is buying them for her family. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but I don't think they're supposed to have that information, but so they could have, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, <laughs> No. <laughs> yes. like, okay, don't let me have know. to sue anybody wait a minute, right. <laughs> a minute. No, but I'm like basically they're they were able to you know share how the product transformed them with other people and that was when it kind of started to take off so around 2018 really 2019 when I started experimenting with the product is when you know I kind of started getting I never I didn't know that was gonna happen I didn't know like people were really gonna start looking at me and then they kind of they would just never look away. And I was just like, okay, all right. Like, you know, I'm just doing me. People just follow me because they like me mostly. Like, mm-hmm. and I know that. So, you know, as as long as I'm doing me, they're happy to support no matter what I create. So as, as long as I'm creative, they want to be there. So that's kind of how it kept picking up steam, just continuously creative. I love that. And tell me about the clothing you moving in. I don't know if this is a new thing or just new to me, but <laughs> The venture yeah. around clothing. So apparel. I, I, my first jobs were in apparel and I kind of wanted to create a product that was a little more dimensional than mm-hmm. affirmation cards. I was like, you know, I kind of want to get them a little more engaged. And I created 721 AM last year, which is the apparel studio. And it was just a new medium. I'm just kind of experimenting with mediums because I'm like at the core of everything, it's just me wanting to create, you know, I don't really do this for some sort of million dollar profit. I don't have a problem with million dollar profit, hey. but like, you know, I really <laughs> just know for my well being, I have to create. And out of that pure generosity, people, you know, I've just wanted to share that with others. You know, it's not any super, it's just me wanting to express myself and mm-hmm have a medium for that expression so (laughs) so clothes has been just another medium you know I'm looking I am have some things in the work to go into some other products so you know I just want to keep creating things that people can touch and feel I love NFTs also so you know those those are in the works too combine but combining the experience so you know I just love creating product and you know making my energy kind of like this streamlined experience that people can have in their home you love listening to podcasts but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast maybe you want to build a brand grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby whatever your reason for making a podcast buzzsprout is the place to start Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. We hope you're enjoying this edition of Tech Intersect. Our conversation will continue in a moment, but first... A word on an exciting opportunity. There's a more cost-effective and time-efficient way to reach your leading-edge learning and earning goals, to put you ahead of the stiff competition in this fast-paced, tech-driven economy. 
You need skills, credentials, and a fast track to a competitive advantage. You need it now more than ever, and I can help. The Advantage Evans method puts you ahead of the curve with condensed comprehensive online courses, curated content to leverage your current skills and expertise, live coaching, networking opportunities, and more. Upcoming courses include From Cash to Crypto to help you buy your first Bitcoin, and there are two ways to get your advantage. Advantage Evans Encore gives you maximum experience for your total competitive advantage and access for one year. It includes a live welcome and modules on terminology, buying and selling, exchanges, mining, earning crypto, trading and investing, and also several of the legal issues you need to know in order to be safe and secure as you enter this space. That includes tax compliance, how to plan for a Bitcoin estate, and securities laws to make sure you avoid any legal unforced errors. Now, Advantage Core gives you the essentials. It's a short course to give you what you want and the support you need to buy your first crypto in as little as three weeks with access to the information and replays for three months. And if you're not quite ready for your Advantage and want a sneak peek to try before you buy, then register for a free masterclass where I share my Crypto 101 success checklist and cover current hot topics in crypto. So there truly is something for everyone, including you, to get in on the fast track and learn and earn in the digital economy. Visit AdvantageEvans.com to get started. That's AdvantageEvans.com. And now, back to the conversation. So you use the term soft heart. And talk to me about that and why you chose that language and that phrase. Okay, so my next collection, which is the Soft Hearts collection, is a apparel collection that I'm releasing through my apparel studio, 721 AM. And Soft Hearts, to me, it started, the inspiration was a tweet that I have written, which said, every soft heart deserves a sacred sword to protect it. And that just really, that quote just really spoke to me because I'm just, I'm a cancer and like, I'm all about protecting my loved ones. And like, if someone's soft and innocent and they, they're naive, it's okay to protect them. Like, it's okay to look out for people who don't have it as well as you. It's okay to be soft and compassionate and gentle with people and also to be the protector of that type of energy. I just think that softness is so sacred and it's something that I've had to learn, relearn to integrate into my spirit especially living in places that weren't soft with me or being around people who weren't gentle with me. Once mm-hmm. I started connecting with people who were soft with me, I was like, oh, this is how life is supposed to be. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh no, we're celebrating that. I'm about to create, you know, I'm like, oh no, that energy is everything. Like, I really think we should celebrate and amplify this, this beautiful, soft, this beauty that's in softness and being compassionate with yourself and forgiving yourself and forgiving others. Like, I just think, you know, we should celebrate that energy more than putting it down or, you know, tell, discouraging vulnerability or, you know, all these things that make us less connected. Softness connects us like glue. It's, mm. it's that, you know, being malleable and being ready to learn. Like it's the, I'm really inspired by the softness of the NFT space when it's there because we're all new. So like, you can't be mad at someone for not knowing something. You can't, you know, shit on people. Sorry. Right. You can't, no, you know, no, you I'm, can't. I'm holding myself back, but now right. that you the door, 
Right. I'm, I'm like, you can't, you have to be soft with, with everyone. It's a requirement now. And you have to be soft with yourself because you can make a mistake in this space, but it's new. So you can't be hard on yourself. And I just think a lot of things in my life right now are inspiring softness. So I just wanted to celebrate that and share that because I know when I'm going through things, other people are too. And it's been a theme of my life lately. So that's beautiful because it really gives people permission to really, it has to begin internally. Because yes. that dictates the energy of what we expect of others. And we are exactly. often, and I'll speak of myself, no one could ever be harder than me than I have been traditionally. Oh, on myself, right? On myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so dealing with that energy within me and getting very clear about that. Now, I'm a Leo, so I am my own oh, best friend. Oh, Leo! Love it! <laughs> I love, love cancer, Leo. So yeah, oh, perfect. <laughs> But yes, and and it's really just, and it is, you know, people use the word self-care, but I'm focused more on self-full, like the fullness Mm. of self. And Mm. the world can come at you so fast, particularly online. And it's the idea of finding the appropriate places and spaces that honor your softness, honor your vulnerability. People exactly. Have to, also have to earn that, right? So. Exactly. Thank you. That is just so perfect. That just perfectly aligns with how I've been feeling. I've been feeling in the communities that I've spent time in. They mm-hmm. didn't. Once they stopped making space for me to be soft, I'm like, no, 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 nope. I right. can't because this is who I am. And every time I've tried to harden to fit into a space that wasn't the space I was supposed to be in, I don't need to try to change myself to fit into some space of hard-hearted people. Something's going on with them, you know? So I'm just like, yes, let me, you know, reciprocate the energy to people who allow me to be soft and be myself. Absolutely. I love that. So that leads me, um, I'm mindful of time because I could quickly go on and on and on with you. Let me me focus (laughs) up. Uh, I get you back to creating and all the wonderful things that you're doing. Let's talk about your love of the non-fungible token space. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I will drop some links in the show notes because I've done a lot of coverage on the NFT space. You all know that I have this oh, NFT. Check that out, y'all. <laughs> check it out. And we're going to talk about it early and often because yeah. this is not a passing fancy or a fad. And it is incredibly empowering, particularly to black and brown communities as well for women. Um, I'm at the intersection of black woman and and so it's like just we need to, anybody who has traditionally and historically been locked out of an experience, we are disintermediating the space. What does that mean? We are removing the gatekeepers and the people who say what we are valued and what our art is and if it's valuable. On one hand, devaluing it, and on the other hand, misappropriating our culture. So mm-hmm. that's a story for another day. But I say all that yes. to say, I think that you share my energy and enthusiasm in amplifying voices in the space and certainly through your NFT mint fund. So let's start before that, your love of NFTs. And we know one reason why, but I think you have it in your own right. So tell Correct. me about your own right. Yes. You know, my journey's only been a few months since discovering NFTs, but you know, in the space, how time works, you know, you you don't know actually. <laughs> so like it's just the time feels crazy, but 
my first introduction was through my partner, Andre, selling his NFTs. And, you know, I, at first I was kind of like, what's that? And then I quickly did my research. You know, at this point, I I just study so much. He, I'd be telling him, I'm like, this okay. is what this means. The ER721, this is why you can't, you know? <laughs> yes. So I've been able to, you know, deep dive into it. And it just feels like perfect timing, perfect alignment. I have been fighting for Black economic empowerment in all the wrong spaces. And I've been able to kind of bring my value to a space that kind of understands what is at the bottom of me, what's at the core of me is like empowering this wealth and wellness and this access and making sure that we're not left behind in history and making sure that we're not erased. So NFTs is outside of my love of us being able to create this community wealth, whether that be financially or just holistically creating this wealth. I just, I really love the concept. I'm like, there's just so many cool projects going on. There's so many people trying, like trying new things with this new canvas. And I love, Mm. obviously I love investing in artists. I just love supporting artists and just being there for creative people and to see them do so many cool things with this new space and to see them do so many cool things just on the blockchain in general has just been so inspiring. I'm like, where have I been? Like, this is where I was, you know, I'm I'm ready to be now. That's all. But I'm just so inspired by the work that all crypto artists are doing and the people in the space in general. It's really exciting because you have, it's like the intersection of, a fringe area of, in particular, digital art, and then the fringe area and community of crypto, and then they right. had a baby, and it became right. crypto art, and then everybody fell in love right. with it. So it's right. like mind-blowing to me that, right? It's like, we don't like digital art, we don't like crypto, but we love them together. <laughs> okay, cool. Right. So that makes it really exciting, but I know some of the impediments across the board for artists to get into the space and particularly in our community, it comes down to, I hear most often, the technological barrier and also money when it comes down to actually minting an NFT. So did that lead you to want to, because I know I hear a lot of education in your background and focus and also from a mint fund to be able to help people get in. So talk to me about that. So I have a lot of plans for the 721 Mint Fund, but so far what we've been able to do is fund artists who are specifically Black artists um, all across the world. Um, we've been able to help them mint onto So Far Foundation exclusively. It's just been a pleasure to start it. So we started the 721 Mint Fund, or I mostly started it by myself. I've had some help, but I mostly started it myself and it was just a project to help more artists get in the space. I felt like I kept looking through foundation and looking through Maker's Place and looking through all these websites. And I'm like, I'm kind of not always seeing what I would like to see. And I'm like, I want to see more Black voices. I wanted to see more Black femme voices. I wanted to see more non-binary voices. I'm like, you know, I just need something different. So as a collector, I was like, well, what if I just help more artists? Like, what Mm -hmm. if I help those voices? You know, I see them on my timeline. I have connections with them. I speak to them in these spaces. And a lot of the barriers that they were having when I got to connect with them was they were just unable to mint. Right. And I was like, oh, that's all you, okay, honey, we can, we can get you mint, okay? Yes. That, that's nothing. Like, come on, I, we, got, we got the community that cares and wants to help you succeed here. So I'm like, take advantage of this vehicle and 
we can help you mint. And our next focus is really getting more collectors in the space. So, right. so far we've been able to help artists get in the space. And just one of our next projects is really, we feel like there's a collector shortage and I've yeah. been able to talk to some other brands in the space who are like, let's, you know, pull some things together. Let's get some more collectors in the space. And I think people want to support whoever they follow that is dropping NFTs. They want to support them, but it's very intimidating. So we want to create more education on like, okay, how do you support your favorite person on the internet? Like they're scared to say like, how do I buy this? So we want to make them not have to ask that question out loud and have resources. So they don't have to, you know, face that with their favorite creator, their creator is busy, you know, they, they can't answer all these questions. So we're trying to answer some of the questions for the people who are trying to collect and maybe the people who are also trying to mint. And then, just provide spaces for them to do this and to flourish. That's all. I love that. When we uh, get finished with this, I'm going to follow up with you. I'd love to figure out a way, both as a matter of supporting the fund, but also the educational initiative. I feel like there's some things that we can parlay on together. So I'm setting that intention. We'd love to. Let's (laughs) knock that out of the park. That would be a real pleasure and an honor for me to figure that out. So we have claimed it. and we'll Yes, exactly. Come on. <laughs> Excellent. Final point around economic empowerment. How does the NFT space for creatives and also collectors, but we'll, we'll focus on creatives. Why is it so transformative for them to even more fundamentally, why is it important for them to learn about this space and to participate in the space? Well, my first true understanding of this was from an astrological perspective. So Mm -hmm. studying the astrology of the next 10 years of where society is going is very tech infused. Mm -hmm. And if you don't keep up, you know, there could be a serious chance that, you know, you just won't be able to be like studying Gary Vee and the things he's been saying and other people like him, other entrepreneurs. And they're like, this feels exactly like 2006. This feels Absolutely. exactly like 1990. I don't know the right year. Sorry. Hey, 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 this feels like the next era. So I'm like, to me, I'm like, okay, black people. Hello. All right. We have assembled through this last decade. We have gotten, we have gotten each other together. We got clubhouse. We got Twitter. We got, all right. Yeah. All right. We got our voices together. Now it's time for us to generate, okay? We need to grab these funds and we need to do this together. We need to create this community. And I feel like this space is forcing a lot of us to do all that work that maybe we couldn't do or they people have right. been ignoring or, you know, facing, I, I've seen a lot of people struggle facing, my art could never be worth $7,000 or my art could never be, no one could ever give me that. I'm like, no, honey. Yes, it can. Right. And face that. And like, Think about, you know, the ways that you've been holding yourself back because the people who are ready to jump in have been ready to jump in. And mm. since they're ready with that abundance mindset of like, okay, my my work is worth this much. They're able to do things like create wealth for regenerate, redistributing that into the community or things like with royalties. If yeah. their kids needed to eat, you know, in 20 years, potentially this is a space that could help fund that. You know, right. we've been able to you know, with her story Dow, we've been able to contribute to families overseas and like completely change their life. So I'm just like, now that we have eliminated so many barriers from investor to collector or from investor to artist, we've just been able to see such a more natural exchange and a more natural empowerment between us. So I just think that's so important. (laughs) 
Look, the starving artist is a thing of the past. Exactly. No more starving artists. No more starving artists. artists. Hashtag. Okay. No more exactly. starving artists. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh my goodness. I love that. I, you know, I'm feeling the energy of it and uh, I'm just very, very excited. That the space is electric and yes. using existing talents, gifts, and skills for a mm -hmm. web 3.0 world. Right. Right. <laughs> Like we got to get it. We get, we have we to get all the to. food and exactly. we don't have another decade to lose. We don't have another week to lose. Exactly. Exactly. We literally not do week. not. Not a <laughs> not week. Especially the way time moves in this space. People, we yes. got to get on it. Yes. I mentioned, I don't know if it was on a previous episode of this podcast, but I've done some media recently and I described it as the closer you get to the birthing experience, the closer in time those birth pangs come mm, slowly at first okay. and then all of a sudden before the birth event. Right. We are at a meteoric pace right now and they're getting yes. closer in time. The contractions <laughs> are like yes. closer in time. Correct. So I'm experiencing the life that we are Correct. living in this moment. And that's why I feel like this forced pause with the pandemic is like, y'all better catch your breath. Mm -hmm. Catch your breath. Correct. Correct. Figure out who's who, who's in, who's mm -hmm. out. Right. Tomorrow is not promised. Or my, as my Nana said, time ain't forever. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is, but you got her point. Right. right. <laughs> what is time? Because the only moment that we have actually is now. Exactly. Every time we are experiencing something in the past, we experience a present moment. The future mm -hmm. hasn't happened yet, but when we quote unquote get there, it's in the present. We will it's experience present. it. Exactly. In the and so let's, let's get ourselves together. We have an, uh, a, <laughs> can we, we have the, the tools and the resources now that require mm -hmm. our mindset shift. Mm -hmm. And we have the support and the resources. We have great community. We have the exactly. fun. We have Her Story Dow. We exactly. have you. We have that guy, Andre, too. He's fine. Tanya. Tanya. Come on. Come on. Oh, this is wonderful. So I'm going to drop all of your information that you shared with me in the show notes. But go ahead and tell the people, the good people, where they can find you out there in the Twitterverse, in the universe, um, yes. so they can connect with you, learn more about you and your work. Awesome. On all my socials, you can find me at Ayana the Oracle, A-Y-A-N-A-T-H-E-O-R-A-C-L-E. And my website where you can find me personally and keep up with me over time is ayanaonline.co. So that is where you can find my most current and updated work, where you can find all my brands, whatever projects I'm working on, whatever, wherever I'm collecting my NFTs that week, you can find that on ayanaonline.co. <laughs> Love Sorry. it. Well, I love how you're moving in this world. I'm looking forward to moving and shaking with you. Yes. And this is the first, but by certainly will not be the last time. And we're going to look back on this moment and say, this is where it all began. Right. right. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. Excellent. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I love, love, loved this conversation with Ayana. I hope you did too. So much wisdom, clarity of purpose, high vibrational energy, and all the vibes. She is officially my little sis for real, for real. If you're ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed, please, please, please visit her website, engage with her work, and definitely follow her on social media across all platforms. You'll thank me later.
Before we sign off, please take a moment to like, comment, and share this episode and this podcast with your networks. Follow me on social media and let me know what topics you'd like to hear more of and who you'd like to hear from. All right, that's all for this episode. Until next time, continue to shine. Stay in touch with host Tanya Evans via your favorite social media on Twitter at at Tech Intersect and on Instagram via the handle Tech Intersect. This podcast has been produced by Stephanie Renee for Soul Sanctuary Incorporated.